0: Hello and welcome to Branching Out Monday, January 9th edition. I'm Becca Whitnell, I'm the editor of the Moore Park and Camarillo Acorns, and I'm joined today with Zia Zagrafos, and I'm the Moore Park Acorn reporter. Hey Zia, happy new year. Happy, happy New Year, new everyone year. out there. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> it, the new year brings lots of new news yeah. to well, the nature of news is new. <laughs> <laughs> to Moor park um you, and, I was hoping you might be able to fill us in real quick on some of the some of yeah. the new things going on in town. A lot of big shifts we have a new mayor, new
1: mayor in town, chris enegrin, and he um Janice Parvin, the former mayor, she was thirteen years running and um yeah, Ennegrin's taken over. I don't know if he's the the youngest, probably one of the youngest Moor park mayors, so very cool um. He also owns Ennegrin Brewing Company,
0: and and, um, and Mayor Parvin. We're it's not like she's walked out of politics. No, no. <laughs> former Mayor Parvin, I should yeah. say, now Supervisor Parvin, yeah. representing representing Moore Park Simi, in the in the surrounding area.
1: Yeah, David Pollock also retired from the Dais and. Um,
0: I'd make a he's... joke about bad news just because I can't think of David and not thinking bad news bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His other claim topping. Exactly. Amongst all the exactly. Public service.
1: Um, but he's uh Tom Means um is going to going to be representing District Three. Otto is going to be representing District One.
0: Now that was an interesting yes. race.
1: Yes, it was. Um she ran against um Roseanne Mycos. Yeah. And um Michael Navarro. And uh, Mykos is a long time. She's a former council member, um, was hugely involved in source, done a lot for the city over the years. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a very close race. It was like a, a- Neck and neck. Yeah. Neck and neck the whole time. It was like a month out before
0: we got a yeah. final, yeah. final thing, whereas <laughs> Means ran unopposed. Right. Re- means know. did run ran unopposed. Um, last time we were here, we talked a lot about the Arroyo Seco overpass, that 23 freeway bridge, mm-hmm. um, also referred to as, as another kind of bridge. Yes. Unfortunately, because it's sort of known in the area for people taking their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I, I think we probably, you probably could have heard it in our voice a little bit, lamenting that nothing's been done about that. You right. have an update on that. Yeah.
1: It's um it's actually gotten some life-saving funding. Um in December, uh the, the California Transportation Commission they announced that um they put in like eight hundred million dollars. For repair and improvement of like different transportation projects across the
0: state, and, that was for. Um, I thought it was interesting. That was for low income areas, but on the list yeah. were Morrow Park, Malibu. I know, and, and what other place? I can't. I think, but anyway, yeah. we'll yeah. take
1: it. Yeah, I will say We'll, we'll <laughs> take it, um, and but yeah, the Arroyo Simi was one of those um, projects, and um, I think they're putting about uh, f- almost four hundred thousand um, dollars to get started on basically adding fences. But it's like the most expensive fences that Yeah, the total cost of the project is estimated at ten point seven million. Um with seven point four million being for construction and then three point three million for um like management and project engineering design. Those and all are of numbers
0: that. I don't fully comprehend. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just so much. But um But it involves putting, I guess last time we were here, Caltrans had to you you said Caltrans had told you that it was really difficult to put the Fencing right. up on the curved bridge, and obviously it's super high. Right,
1: exactly. Um, the curvature of the bridge kind of makes it so. Um, they were worried that putting fencing would make a blind spot for drivers or just impede their visibility. So that's why it was at a standstill for so long. Also, just like lack of funding. Um, but yeah, finally after years and years of people asking.
0: Yeah, I remember way back when I covered Moore Park previously i mean that was obviously a topic back then so uh, it, it's been at least a decade mm-hmm. so that's that's great news yeah um what's what's going on now there's there's some rumbling out at the college you want to talk about that there
1: is um well um it's a big title 9 controversy and maybe for listeners that don't know what Title IX is, um, Becca, do you want to maybe give a, a definition?
0: Well, see, Title IX is basically an, an equality federal law. What the part of it that that has come up with Moore Park College has to do with sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And um basically, most of what I know is thanks to Moore Park College who hosted uh, a couple meetings on it where they had their legal counsel come in and discuss it, but but basically it's harassment that happens between students on campus or um, you know a, a campus sponsored event, mm-hmm. um, and and any school that takes federal federal monies has to follow this law. This law applies to it. Right. So, so that's it, it, this um, kerfuffle—that's <laughs> a good at, way to put it—at it. the, <laughs> the school all has to do with alleged Title IX violations, where mishandling a student, yeah. where a student allegedly sexually harassed another student, mm-hmm. and the uh, students who are reporting. Are frustrated with what they think, how they think the how they see the college handling it. Right, um, most mostly
1: on the Title IX coordinators part.
0: Yes, yeah. each school has a coordinator, mm-hmm. each campus, and then the district um, has a Title IX coordinator. Right, and that's who you go to with with. Um, Report. Yeah. I should, I mentioned, I, mention, I used the word alleged, mm-hmm. and I want to just be clear, um, people that read our reporting, if we say this allegedly happened or so-and-so said this happened, it's, in case anyone's worried. Right, it's not that we believe or disbelieve a student, it's that this hasn't been been proven in a court of law, and so we don't know what the facts are mm-hmm. we weren't there and so we use that word um just you know to be, to be fair yeah and i think how this
1: all kicked off was um in november uh one student this was all happening within the theater department all of this um alleged drama, s- drama the alleged sexual harassment yeah <laughs> um and she took to tiktok and um was standing in front of the uh, theater department building and um said that her you know the college is allowing predators to roam free essentially um right and so what happened was um three uh women um these all, are three people that you spoke with yes, who shared their that stories. came that came forward and um that I spoke with who thought they were filing Title IX complaints against this one student, um, also in the theater department, and um, I guess they uh, there might be some stipulation that <laughs> that they didn't actually file Title IX complaints. Or,
0: in fact, one student told you was it a vice president at the school?
1: Yes, yeah, and one of the students um, told me that during a phone call, um, she said that the vice president. of the school called her, and said many other students who thought they were filing Title Nines against this one person, um, actually weren't because the Title IX coordinator did not put it in writing or did not actually
0: formally file it. So, and, and in a Title IX, another thing I learned, um, in a in a Title IX investigation, there's. Oh, Whole series, A whole process that has to be followed. So if you actually file the Title IX complaint, my understanding is both sides, you know, the complainant and the the, um, the <laughs> both the, the person reporting and the person who's reported against. Right. In this case, we've got some 18, 19-year-old girls and specifically one 26-year-old man, man, yes. student, mm-hmm. Um and there were others, but but the four people, you you talked to four students Four students that came forward, yeah. I'll, I'll mention this one individual by name. Mm-hmm. Um, in a Title IX process, both sides get to look at any evidence and have the opportunity to comment on that evidence. They're both given an advocate. There's um, a live hearing where the advocates get to cross-examine. But none of these girls... All of these girls said they did not get that opportunity or were even explained the process to to decide whether or not they wanted to file that, to go through that process. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, again, is according to the girls. Right. Yeah.
1: And um, one of the girls actually said when, you know, given the option between doing a formal and informal um, investigation, um... She claims that she was pushed towards, you know, handling it informally. Um,
0: so, were, were there any reasons for that? I know we've talked about this at nauseum in the office, mm-hmm. and not just you and I. Everyone kind of has gotten involved in the in the conversation because it's it's kind of alarming. Yeah, um, and, and you, you know, know, if the claims are true, right? Exactly, and and I don't know if there's actually any
1: reason for you know, you know, I just. What she said is that they pushed her towards just doing an informal investigation rather than a formal one. Um, the formal one is that's when you need to have um, someone that can that speak on forget, your behalf. Yeah, and all that. And um, it's a lot more work. It, it is um, to go through a formal investigation. So uh, that opportunity, the girl, what this girl claimed was not really given to her Um or the information of what all of her options were not clearly explained to her. And um, I think that's also where a lot of upset is coming from.
0: Well, I I can imagine if you think you did filed one thing and didn't, (laughs) and it never was done, um, I'd be upset too. (laughs) Yeah. And and the other thing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at least one of the girls had tried to go... Than to the the campus police. The campus police, and
1: um, these were actually two students that filed their Title IX complaints, their informal Title IX complaints together, and um, they both were considering going to the police, or, or actually did try to talk to campus police. And um, the Title IX coordinator told them that it's not a police issue; it's a school issue. It's the school's responsibility, so they should be the one to handle it. So they and- were so they were discouraged, is what they claim. Got it.
0: Just, just to jump in real quick, yeah. to, this, <laughs> to throw us off track. No, yeah. you, you said it. You mentioned an informal Title IX complaint. I, I don't know if that is. Um, oh, why don't you clarify what exactly? So, that, yeah. so I think if you make a Title IX complaint and and you go forward, I think you know you go through that whole process we talked about. Otherwise, I think it's perhaps just an informal. You know, complain against another student. I don't think you you then call it a Title IX complaint. Not to be pedantic. pedantic. No, I just important. wanted to it's clarify yes. that that's a very important clarification. Um, so I think probably it's something we haven't gone into detail mm-hmm. yet it, it, with yet yeah, in the paper it, is uh, what happened.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start with um, the first student that approached the Title Nine coordinator. Um, she, you know, she was having some creepy stares from the student. Um, Which in and kind of, of itself is, of it itself harassment. is okay. not harassment. Exactly. But she starts to notice this kind of pattern happening on the daily. And um, what happened was that he wrote her a poem. Um, and, you know, he says, you know, can I read it to you? And uh, she's like. And they're
0: alone at this point.
1: Well, she actually asks her male friend to accompany her because she feels very uncomfortable. Oh, OK. Um and he's like, I'm, I'm going to stay with her while you while you read this poem because, you know, it's like, I, I want to hear it too. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. So he makes, you know, her friend go away, proceeds to read the poem to her. And the whole thing is a little, I guess we could just say creepy um, in nature. <laughs> it's like a unsettling subject matter kind of. She um, was feeling a little creeped out. Yes. Um, some of the lines in the poem were suggestive. And um, then after he reads it to her, he tries to kiss her. He leans and keeps leaning in to try and kiss her. And she's like leaning back. And um, I think the whole experience just spooked her. And then she, she, you
0: know. he says something to her allegedly.
1: Oh, yeah. He said, "Um, I'm going to kiss you now. You can't stop it. No one's watching. It's going to happen. Which, you know, um, that's what she claimed. Another student. Um, she was changing backstage and, um, he looked her, you know, made, made it a point to look her in the eyes and then proceed to like stare at her exposed body. You know, when you're, when you're backstage and doing mic changes, it's kind of theater etiquette is what she says to look away. You know, you look away when right. you're you fellow, at- <laughs> um, you don't stare at, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's cause, you know, this kind of stuff happens all the time in a, in a theater, um, setting. Um, So he just makes it so clear that he's staring at her, staring at her exposed body, and then they have to go on on stage together, do a scene together. After that, and he, you know, it's kind of like a table. They're all sitting at a table, pretending to drink, you know, drink wine and stuff. And he scoots his chair right next to hers and um, rests his leg against hers, against hers on stage, so that she can't do anything. She's stuck. She's trapped. Um, And this is all according to her. Yes. So those two girls, um, the ones I just mentioned, they go into the Title IX coordinator's office and try to file their complaints. Right. Anyway, another uh, student, she had a slightly different situation. Um, she was she claims that she was sexually assaulted by this man off campus, um,
0: and which which would not be a Title IX right. If if it happened, it would be wrong, absolutely. But no it wouldn't be a title 9 violation because yeah. it wasn't on campus exactly um but
1: when you know they they both go to school together he starts kind of following her around campus cuz at this point you know she told me that the, um i didn't i didn't want they had been friends up they to they had been friends okay. up to that point and uh after that incident happened she didn't want anything to do with him um and she i made that clear so he starts Following her around campus, parking his car next to hers, um, and so she goes into the timeline coordinator's office and says that, you know, explains what happened to her. Is this um, the
0: student whose classrooms he'd he'd show up? No, actually, that, that's a
1: great point. For those other two girls that I mentioned, he would pop into their classes
0: where he wasn't, where he was not registered, registered and
1: sit behind them, and they they think that that was pretty much an intimidation tactic. And again, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah. So the other student that was she claims that she was sexually assaulted by him off campus um, has to recount. She said she recounted her entire assault to the Title IX coordinator with the expectation that she was in the, you know, to, to file a Title IX complaint. Right. Um, and uh, basically what happened was that they have a no no contact directive.
0: And so, what what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So, um, I I actually have the document that she sent to me from the Title IX coordinator, and that means um, direct contact includes, but is not limited to face to face contact in proximity within twenty feet, uh, contacting each other through social networks, including mutually liked pages, through email or written correspondences, phone calls, voicemails, and text messages. So,
0: and that's that's. At least in one case, that goes both ways yes um it's it does go
1: both ways, so the one um, of this one of the girls one of the girls um they can't reach out either, and then you know vice versa um, but what happened was all the girls claimed we that said girls are
0: actually women uh, women, women.
1: I, I, they're 18 19 just for <laughs> yeah, reference to, me, um, <laughs> to i'm so old that you know anything under 30 is yeah. a girl but yeah all um these women um all claim that he started violating the you know that no contact he would um but you know kind of kind of in a an interesting way um he would talk about them when they were like within earshot and um, would start following them around again. And um, in the case... Allegedly bragged at one point. Yeah, allegedly bragged at one point about how many Title IX complaints he had racked up. Um, And for one of the girls, I think she just got so sick and tired of him popping into her classes. Um, You know, this was after the no contact directive was issued. He starts going to her classes following her. Talking about her, and she uh, blows up on him and cussed him out, and uh, she gets sent back in to the title IX coordinator's office, and um, she claims that the title IX coordinator told her, you know, you should not have done that. You're not in trouble, but you shouldn't have done that. And um, I think I think what the overarching like, why they're upset is that, you know, why is it us that are getting reprimanded? Um, and not the student that's that's perpetrating, allegedly causing issues.
0: And I know a lot of them just want to know why he's still around still campus after, again, allegedly so many complaints. Yeah. Um, so I, what has the has the school done anything? Do you want? I mean, they have. I can tell you what they haven't done is talk much to the press. That's true. <laughs> the school, um, when I contacted, you know, when we first started. Hearing about this, and you know the the social media videos started coming out, I reached out to the school and the president's I figured this was important enough to go straight to the president's office, but was told to contact the school's public information officer, mm-hmm. which is basically the the person the public relations person um and then he told asked me to instead talk to the Ventura county. Uh, community college district spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't gotten a lot of, there's been a lot of back and forth, but not a lot of answers. I, you know, have series of questions and basically get a very nice statement back each time that's pretty much the same. Uh, the district takes sexual harassment c- concerns very seriously, responds to and investigates all reports of sex based discrimination. Um, they're primary concern is student safety, and to protect the parties involved, they won't talk about any specific cases. Not that I've asked for details yeah. in specific cases. It's it's um, sort of funny because, I mean, I don't know if funny is the right word, but, you know, I'd asked just simply, did the college take all the steps for its Title IX investigation, mm-hmm. and it finally... Um, uh, I also asked, is the is the district just not gonna answer policy questions? And you know, I got a one-word response. Oh yeah. It was yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have some more requests, some yeah. some uh public information act requests in. Yes. So hopefully we'll be getting more. But on on the college's behalf, they did host the Title Nine
1: mm-hmm.
0: um the Title IX meetings. Right. But basically, that was, this is what Title IX is. This is what Title IX isn't. Mm-hmm. And these are the investigative steps or the, the process. I don't quite remember if this was
1: um, a part of the Title IX meetings, but they also had, I think, kind of like a town hall style thing where students could- That
0: was the student government. That was okay. in the administration. And they did. They had a chance to tell their stories, right. what happened, and so that the student government could then go- Rally and, they, and the student government issued a statement um, on behalf of students who.
1: Yeah, and to I think it's interesting to note that the student government
0: was also involved at the protest that they um, that the girls staged. Yes, I mean, not just the girls. There were male students there yeah, supporting, yeah. and also a couple of faculty members you spoke with. Yes, um, at the protest.
1: Um, yeah, there was a uh, two uh, theater professors. And um, they, they, I talked to them briefly, and they just said, you know, um, we want to be here to show support because other faculty can't, um, wouldn't go, you know, obviously into why, but um, they were kind of there, showing, showing face, and t- talking to reporters, talking to, you know, comforting the other students. So um, I, I th- I always think that's interesting because it's, you know, kind of maybe goes to show that there was an issue that was acknowledged by professors. <laughs>
0: They um the other thing the school is doing, we think we were passed an email that we should note the school's been on break and yeah. since just before Christmas. And the week between Christmas and New Year's, the district office and the schools were closed. So it's not that we would expect any sort of answer or anything from them, but we t- were passed from a student a, a letter. F- from that looks like uh, legitimately from the from the president, Moorpark College, about the school hiring a consulting firm
1: mm-hmm.
0: that specializes in title IX. and it reached out to these students who had, at some point, voiced, um, you know, had reported or talked about maybe at one of the meetings, their own experience, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we've reached out to find out what exactly th- is supposed to happen yeah. <laughs> with with this consultant but, but yeah. we haven't you haven't they, heard, they heard anything them. back
1: yet either have you no i have not um but what they did was um the president sent uh, at least two of the girls um like physical mail or emails um that they would be hiring this consult this consulting this consulting firm sorry um and I don't think they trust it. I don't think they necessarily want to. That's just what they told me. That go they through want, the go whole through thing through that again. with them. But what um, they specialize, the company, um, is like making sure that the college is in, was within their Title IX policy that they're you know following policy, and uh, I think they're also there to serve students, right? To listen to to students'
0: stories. Um, yeah, so, that was the yeah. invitation in the letter. That was forwarded to right. us is to share your stories, right? And you know, maybe maybe this is a positive step to say maybe there is an issue and we're going to look at it yeah. and fix it, yeah. Um, without saying that,
1: exactly. But
0: but so far we just don't know because we haven't heard back, and mm-hmm. and you haven't heard back from the company. You reached no, out to them? I right? did. I um, called and left a message and have not heard. And uh, speaking of not hearing back, I want to I want to make sure we mention you did reach out to the 26-year-old oh, male yeah. student. I um, did. Th- the only way w- w- we could figure out and that was via social media. Yes. We don't have a phone number, we don't have an address no. to send Say e- send mail to or an email address. Yeah, no,
1: um the, the the only thing that we that I found was um, his Instagram. Actually, um, I sent him a message and said, you know, do you want to share your side of the story? And um, have not heard anything. All right, I just wanted to yeah. make sure that. Oh yeah, <laughs> <so> we <laughs> we, we, did, we have
0: tried and we'll continue yeah. trying. Um, and that's that's sort of where we're where we are as of now. So we hopefully we'll
1: you know may, we might get be getting more information from the school in the next coming weeks. And what their next
0: steps are. Um, so, and we'll make sure to write about it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I think that, that that's it for us. Thanks, yeah, you know, for for yeah
1: for joining and talking. A <laughs> lot of news going on in Moorpark recently. I know
0: <laughs> we get teased like, "Oh, what car crash are you covering Totally, now? totally. It's, that's all that happens in Moorpark, <laughs> there's there's so much as, yeah. as, as as is reflected in this week's edition with the look back at the year yes yeah well thanks for joining us and a happy new year everybody happy new year thanks for listening